Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 301 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you through your word. Help us learn more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Mark chapter 6. Jesus was publicly renounced so many times as he preached. We would have likely given up. However, he pushed on as he was put down and shamed. He was in his own hometown and started speaking eloquently. At first, the people marveled at him, but as they started talking about him and complaining about him, their attitudes quickly changed to negative, and then he couldn't do many miracles there. This shows us that our attitudes affect the miracles God is able to do in our lives. May we keep on believing and keep our thoughts and words in agreement with the Lord. Jesus moved on through adversity. He didn't quit. He persevered through it all. We also see the power of our words when Herod was mesmerized by his wife's daughter's dancing. He was so mesmerized that he told her he'd give her anything she wanted. Her mother told her to ask for John the Baptist's head on a platter. While Herod was grieved that this was her request, he gave it to her because he swore his oath to her in front of all the people. Let us keep our thoughts and words aligned with God and his wisdom. God created the world with his words. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So let's be careful with ours. Let's also be careful about what promises we make to others. The disciples were given authority and power over unclean spirits as Jesus sent them out to minister to the people. When they returned, Jesus wanted them to get away and rest. So they went in a boat to a solitary place. He knew they needed that rest. After he fed the 5,000 people, he told the disciples to go ahead of him in a boat, and he went to the hills to pray. Again, we see the need for solitude and prayer. We simply cannot hear God through the noise and busyness of life. We need to be intentional about rest, solitude, and prayer as Jesus was. Let's see what's happening in James chapter 2. He warns the church of showing partiality to the wealthy and ignoring the poor. Verse 5 says, Listen, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith? Well, most of us have probably seen this principle or experienced it ourselves. As we near the end of our reading through the Bible, we take note that the Lord's heart is for the poor and downtrodden. May God give us compassion for both and help us move into action to help others not so fortunate as ourselves. He goes on to write about faith and good works. Good works are a result of faith, and faith inspires good works. They are not separate. He shares about how Abraham was counted as righteous because his faith produced good works. The final verse in this chapter, verse 26, says, For as the human body apart from the spirit is lifeless, so faith apart from its works of obedience is also dead. Let's search our hearts and discover things we can do for others that result from our faith. God will help us discover his will for us and how we can help others. And then we can pray for obedience to carry out those things that he shows us to do. Let's see what Jeremiah is prophesying in chapter 45. This chapter is about Baruch, Jeremiah's friend and scribe. The chapter was written before the final Babylonian takeover, so it is chronologically out of order. Baruch appears to have been exhausted and discouraged at the time. God heard his pain and responds to him, letting him know that even God doesn't like that he has to bring all the devastation to his people, as he will do. The Lord gives him advice and encouragement. 
He tells Baruch that he shouldn't seek worldly greatness. This is great advice for us, too. May we seek eternal riches over worldly ones. Then God promises that even though the devastation will happen around him, Baruch will be saved. He may not have everything he desires in this lifetime, but he will be spared when so many other lives are not. In chapter 46, Jeremiah starts prophesying against the Gentile nations, and then these prophecies continue for the next five chapters. Chapter 46 addresses Egypt and the Babylonian takeover. Jeremiah provides a lot of detail about the upcoming war to help us see and even feel how it will be. The Egyptians were well equipped for battle, but the Babylonians were so many in number that there will be no contest for them. They easily overtake the proud Egyptians. There was an initial battle where the Egyptians fell back to their own land and went through Jerusalem to get back home. God told them their pain would not be relieved. Later, God sent the Babylonians back to overtake the Egyptians in their own country. God shows us his power and might as he used one country to take over another. In the end, he promises to take down the enemies of his people and restore his people to himself. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 120. Psalms 120 through 134 are called Psalms of Ascension because they were sung when the people were on their way to Jerusalem to celebrate their annual feasts. The Psalms were sung on the steps of the temple, one Psalm for each step. Psalm 120 is a Psalm of distress, asking the Lord for deliverance. The Psalmist writes about desiring peace, but the people and nations he resides next to want war instead. Verses 6 and 7 say, My life has too long had its dwelling place with him who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. These words could just as well have been written in modern day times. May we seek peace and pray for peace over the world. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us more about you and your ways. Keep our hearts soft toward you and keep us seeking you all the days of our lives. Help us follow you and be obedient to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.